0: Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regents checking account online in as little as five minutes, then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regionscom slash live in the moment. Regents Bank member FDIC.
1: Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business
2: Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC.
3: And hello again everybody and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio alongside Steven Julian, Mike Salmon with you on this award winning program. Gwinnett Business Radio. Hey, we're back to award-winning. I haven't been saying that for a while, but we are, so we might as well use it, right? Might as well. Yeah, it's exactly.
4: still sitting on our on our fantastic table.
3: Exactly. Well, we've got a, a full house here. Uh, Yoshi Demoto is with us. He's with the Japan America Society of Georgia, and they've got their big annual event coming up at the uh, Gas South District. It's Japan Fest, and we love talking to Yoshi every year, and he brought, he brought three of his closest friends with him today, and before we get to Yoshi and our guests... Let's go ahead and
4: uh, take care of some business. Take care of business. since Yeah, since we're going to be talking about business and it's business radio. Somebody's got to pay for the show. Absolutely. And Unless that Yoshi someone. wants
3: to pay for the show, but no. He's
4: that, staying quiet right now, he, he didn't but bring he'll his talk wallet. in a minute. Yeah, okay. He didn't bring his wallet. So I do want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions Bank. We all know keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in gwinnett discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals regions is here to help to learn more visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking regions bank member fdic FDIC. oh
3: and we want to thank uh, regions they've been partners now for about two years and they've Put Fantastic. Up, put Carter's. up with these shenanigans for two years. They've even
4: taken you on the road a little bit. Mike uh, Mike travels America.
3: The guests are looking at us like, what the heck's well, going on Well, let's get right to the now? guests
4: because that—that—that that, that is also we incredibly did lock, important. We locked
3: the doors. You, you folks aren't going anywhere. <laughs> uh, Yoshi Demoto again, Japan, America, Society of Georgia. And he brought with him Chris Miller with uh, Hoshizaki America, Jessica Cork with YKK Corporation of America, and Brian Lee with Beard Papa's Peachtree Corners. We're not friends with Brian right now. We'll explain why in a few minutes. We're not happy with Brian. We just met him. Don't even know him.
4: Speak for yourself. I'm still holding out hope that after the show, later today he will become a very dear friend of mine.
3: Yoshi, well, I don't know why you come back every year. I mean, you know, you put up with us. so you're good, That's the first question. Yoshi, good,
4: why do you come back every yeah, year?
3: Yeah, why do you come back? Why do you put up with us? You're good people.
5: Uh, we, we love your show. I mean, you guys are so much fun. And uh, gosh, uh, it's been actually a couple of years since uh, we've been back because of the pandemic. Yeah. So we're so excited that we're finally able to host an in-person festival coming up. Uh, here, September seventeenth and eighteenth, uh, here in Gwinnett at the Gas South District. Um, so, thanks so much for having us.
3: Absolutely, I'm a big fan of Japan Fest. My family's a big, our big fans. We go every year when we can. And uh, so, tell people first about the Japan America Society of Georgia and what your mission is, and then let's get a little bit more into details about Japan Fest.
5: Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I'm the executive director of the Japan America Society of Georgia. We are a nonprofit that basically brings together the Japanese and American communities uh, here in Georgia. Japan is actually Georgia's number one foreign investor. Over 600 Japanese affiliated companies here. They've invested about 11 billion dollars in our state's economy, uh, and these companies uh, employ about 40,000 people uh, in Georgia. So there's a whole lot happening economically, uh, business-wise, um, and that's part of the reason why, why we're here to, you know, make it easier for Japanese and Americans to do business with one another. But we also like to teach Americans about Japanese culture, do a lot of educational exchange, uh, and also promote friendship and uh, allow for social networking to kind of happen between both uh, Japanese and American communities. So, but one of the largest events that we host uh, every year is Japan Fest. Mm-hmm. And Japan Fest is the largest Japanese festival uh, in the Southeast, uh, here in the U.S. Uh, we typically have about 20,000, 25,000 people come out and to basically celebrate Japan uh, here in Georgia, not only with the economic ties, but I know it's so much uh, fun to have at the festival. We have Japanese art, music, dance, uh, performers, food, cultural exhibits. Uh, martial arts anime manga and anything to do with japan we have at the festival
4: and again that is happening this year uh september 17th and 18th at the gas south convention center uh, here in duluth Um, and you said it's been a couple years the pandemic obviously shifted so many different things what are some of the things that you're looking forward to most about japan fest coming back and The Gas South Convention Center has kind of undergone some changes itself. Is there anything new for those people who've been in past years that they need to look forward to that maybe they haven't seen before?
5: Right, yeah. So um, it it seems like for us, at least, it's been forever since we hosted a festival in person. So just... First and foremost, we're we're just so happy to be able to do this in person, physically, be at the venue, uh, and then really celebrate Japan, right? So, um, and actually, this is our 35-year anniversary of the festival. Um, The festival actually started in um, 1981 as Japan Week, where various Japan-related events, smaller events, kind of took place all in one week. But then 1986, it all came together to be uh, one big event and one festival, uh, so we're going to be celebrating our 35 year anniversary. Uh so that's part of our theme this year and also our theme is kind of resurgence and resilience. Uh there is a Japanese proverb, uh yaoki, uh which means fall down 7 times, get up 8, right? So so no matter what happens, you know, uh the Japanese community uh is uh, resilient and then uh, we get up no matter uh, how many times we we get down, right? So uh, but this year um, yeah, as you mentioned, there's a lot of renovations happening at Gas South uh, district. Um, So we're not going to be utilizing the normal uh, area of the convention center that we typically um, have the festival at. But um, this year, there's a brand new convention center, a new brand new facility. Uh, So we'll be kind of taking over that whole area uh, to have the various exhibits, uh, food vendors, uh, company uh, exhibits, and uh, all all sorts of performances. So it'll be a brand spanking new festival, actually, because we'll be in a brand new facility, right? So so everything's going to be sparkling and kind of all shiny. So we'll be looking forward to... uh, uh, you know, really celebrate the the traditional and old history of Japan at a brand new facility here in Gwinnett.
3: Yeah, and I was there yesterday, and the renovations are amazing. That place is just gorgeous. So I'm looking forward to that. We mentioned you brought three of your closest friends, the guests uh, Jessica, Brian, and um, and uh, Chris. Explain their connection to Japan Fest. So of course we we hang out all the time
5: right outside of japan (laughs) 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 fest but um yeah so all all of our guests today are are, you know have a a very close connection to japan obviously and then (sighs) japan fest uh chris with hoshizaki america is a big sponsor of ours um and uh, he'll talk about you know uh all the great Mm -hmm. things that his company is doing but um they're actually providing the refrigerators um at the festival to help out all of our food vendors um, and and actually one of our main uh, performance stages is going to be called the uh, the penguin uh... stage uh... you'll find out i guess uh... the mascot of hoshizaki america <laughs> um, but also we have uh... jessica quirk uh, who's actually the chair of the japan america society of georgia and co-chair of Japan Fest, um, and she, you know, has very extensive history with Japan as well. We've been working on together on all sorts of Japan-related projects, uh, some related with YKK and her company, and some kind of uh, more on the cultural side. As we actually built um, a peace bell tower at the Carter Center, uh, we just completed a few weeks ago. Uh, kind of an amazing story about kind of how that kind of bell came to be at the Carter Center, and we you know, really built a one-of-a-kind structure to kind of house that bell. Uh, and then also we have Brian Lee uh, with Beard Papa, uh, Petri Corners and they're one of the food vendors uh, and I promise they will have uh, cream puffs at the festival right so so everyone yeah, uh, I mean, no certainly we're all friends but then uh, everyone has a very close connection to Japan Fest this year great
3: and that's why we give Brian a hard time he didn't bring any cream puffs with him this morning so we're a little upset because they're about all that. getting
4: ready for Japan Fest I that's, that's we're, right. we're gonna give them a, a
3: pass yeah we're, we'll absolutely. give them a pass yeah. uh, Chris tell us a little bit about your company uh, Hoshizaki America and, and really what you do Okay. I'm going to assume it has something to do with refrigeration?
0: A I bit, hope so. A little bit. Okay. We do we do refrigeration, which w- means we uh, make ice, uh, excuse me, reach-ins, w- at which would be refrigerators or freezers. Um, that's in our Griffin facility, and we have about 300 people or employees that work down there. In our larger facility, in Peachtree City, we make ice machines. Um, it's one of those things that every, pretty much every restaurant has. Um, you kind of take it for granted, but um, it's very important to the food service industry and... We have around 500 people that um, work there in Peachtree City. Um, and to, know, to recognize the penguin, um, from now on when you go into a restaurant, especially the, we call the beverage dispensers, if you look at the machine on top of the beverage dispenser, it will be made with stainless steel and there's a little penguin in the bottom right corner and that's our branding. And now, once you see it the first time, you'll see it every time you go into a restaurant.
4: Does the penguin have a name? He does not. Okay, well, sounds like a marketing uh, th- a future. Like that's yes. the next step, will, right? Have everybody definitely name. look into that. So, uh, so you said uh, in beverage dispensers. So, for those people who've never heard mm-hmm. of uh, Hoshizaki, where so they can find them in restaurants. Say, uh, what specifically are they looking for, uh, and and where should we? Where should we open our eyes to kind of see where where these things are?
0: So when we first started back in the 80s in the United States, we'd call it the back of the house in the kitchen area. Okay. But nowadays, especially more of the fast food, um, quick restaurants, when you get your own beverage yourself, they'll be on top of the soda dispenser. Got it. And um, we actually, part of Hoshizaki, there's a company in Texas, Lancer, who is a sister company of ours. So they make the beverage dispenser, and then we make the ice machines primarily that go on top. Okay. Um, Hoshizaki, easy for me to say, America is the company.
3: Your favorite part about working there?
0: Um, So I've been there for 27 years.
3: 27 years. It must be a good place to work Yes, it is.
0: It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, Most of my time has been in the engineering department. And even though you think of ICE, it it has changed constantly through that. Really? Well, with the change in the restaurants, the applications we use. We are in the stadium. We're in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, so, just the logistics and how people use ice, and you know again, as I mentioned before, coming from the kitchen into the direct contact with the the, the end users and the customers, um, the applications have always changed, which has made it very enjoyable, especially from the engineering side and even the manufacturing side of evolving with the food service industry. And in
4: doing engineering, not to mention the fact that just ice in general, um, for those of us that have been around more than 27 years, Mm -hmm. the way the ice has changed in your glass, different styles of ice that comes Mm -hmm. out at different restaurants. I I would imagine you could, we could have a a, a very engaging conversation engineering wise of of just, you know, because everybody, it's something everybody needs, but takes for granted and i'm sure it's not just oh you just made a wave a magic wand and ice appears i mean there's a lot of stuff that goes into it
0: so we make six different types of ice okay and and i say ice it's all water we freeze it same way it gets cold but, but the style the style and the shape out, yeah yes. interesting yes oh, what are the six ways of ice Uh oh does I'm he know them off the top I'm afraid of his we're head gonna, we don't oh to do this I mean, I'm a TikTok, right, right. but <laughs> cute cubed. So we have the crescent cube which is our most popular okay. then we have the chewable ice yeah um we have a large square cube was that we have a smaller square cube, a sphere, and then finally we call it flake dice, which you'd put like in
4: a salad bed. Oh. Nice. He, he passed the test. Yes, <laughs> did a good job. You there. almost passed the test of ringing that bell. Uh, so uh, you've been there 27 years, I- and and it's located here in Georgia. Uh, is is that something? Are you guys always looking for people who are looking for career opportunities or even short term jobs?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're always looking for people. Um, we are a, we are a growth. Um, company. We have a lot to do and we have, you know, we are, what I like also is we manufacture there in Peachtree City and in Griffin. Um, Our corporate headquarters are there. So everyone's in one place. So everything that has to do with a business vertically integrated is there.
4: And I was going to say, it's probably also because it's manufacturing, there are jobs for high school graduates, there are jobs for college graduates, there there are all different kinds white collar blue collar yes. good good hard work that needs to be done and incredibly necessary because hey i gotta have my sphere ice and who's going to deliver it to me exactly except for hoshizaki
3: <laughs> chris miller by the way is the vice president of manufacturing uh, for the company your association with japan fest seems like that would just be a natural
0: very much so um, we've supported japan fest for many years and of course a couple years we had um wait for the pandemic to get through but over the years we've um, supported them with ice machines and now this year will be with the refrigeration to, to support the food vendors.
3: Great and for those that would like to find out more about Hoshizaki America where can they get some information if they want to look at career opportunities or, or get your products and uh, equipment in, into their place. Or give
4: you an idea for a name for the penguin.
0: All of that. <laughs> well the, the fastest and easiest way is to go to our um, website HoshizakiAmerica.com of course that shows all of our products but you also have all of our um, our career page is on there. We can see all the job postings that we, we currently have. Great. Our next guest now here on Gwinnett Business Radio, Jessica Cork. She's the Vice
3: President, Community Engagement and Corporate Communications for YK... oh, YKK. YKK. jeez. got to put my glasses YKK. on. YKK, YKK Corporation. YKK Corporation of America. I wanted to make sure I got that right. <laughs> Jessica was on, what, six or seven years ago. Had such a great time. that You weren't wearing glasses back then. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we were a lot younger back then. Anyway, Jessica, welcome back to the program. You came back.
2: Thank you so much, I wouldn't miss it.
3: (laughs) YKK Corporation of America, what what do you guys do?
2: Yeah, so I would tell you the first thing you need to do is take a look at your jeans, because most likely the zipper on it is made by YKK. We make 10 billion zippers a year, so we're one of the largest zipper manufacturers in the world. So. i can't
4: believe 10 billion zippers are made every year they
2: are they are and increasing every year really increasingly. yeah yeah
4: shouldn't your company be called xyz corporation
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was a very americanized thing to say well the so next I, question I, I get
2: all the time is does ykk stand for? so don't you want to know that yeah, yeah absolutely so it's, it's a japanese company so naturally japanese name yoshida kogyo kabushiki kaisha so you can Whoa. see why we use ykk <laughs>
4: impressive most impressive yes um, so, so so the other question that I wanted to ask is you said uh, you guys 10 billion zippers a year. Is this the type of industry that there's a lot of competition, or is it just just you? Or are there a handful of companies? That Actually,
2: do yeah, there's a lot of competition, but I do have to say it depends on which country you're manufacturing. So we okay. manufacture here in Georgia, um, our ma- our major manufacturing facilities in Macon, and um, most people think about zippers on apparel, but in fact, most of our business here in the United States is not apparel because, of course, apparel is made in places like you know Bangladesh, Vietnam. China primarily. Interestingly, when we first started manufacturing here, we did make zippers for apparel. And that, you know, in the 90s, that business really shifted out of the region. So um, these days we're making zippers for things like spacesuits and the automotive industry and the diving industry and things that are really life or death. Mm. Um, So a lot of our competition will be, uh, you know, in in Asia, we have a lot of competition um, for the apparel industry.
3: Wow. Well, I know your company likes to be involved in things in the community that where you where you work and play and live and so forth so talk about your association with Japan Fest Yoshi mentioned earlier you're you're been on the board for a while and you're very involved with Japan Fest but talk about why YKK of America is part of Japan Fest every year
2: yeah well sure well we have um, we're very proud of our corporate philosophy which is called the cycle of goodness and that says no one prospers without rendering benefit to others so the founder of our company really believes that you don't just you know work for um, the customer or even for your employees, but you also need to give back to the community. So we basically see that we have three stakeholders, including the community. Um, So we were the first, well, we like to say we were the first Japanese company in Georgia. We have a friendly rivalry with Murata, and and it's all down to like exactly what month and in what year. But we were here. What year? So 1970. Okay. Yeah, 1970. We had a sales office here, and then we started our manufacturing facility in um, 1974. But basically, we've been involved with the Japanese community since then, because being of the pioneer when you know the people that started that factory first came here there weren't any japanese people here and so um so we really had to you know kind of Make sure first of all that people were were knew something about Japanese culture and were interested in Japanese culture. And we started that in, primarily in Macon. So we were part of the. We've been part of, for example, the Cherry Blossom Festival since the year it started back. I think it was 1983. And then um, with the Japan America Society, we've had many of our former presidents, both Japanese and American, who have been chair of the society and very involved. Um, I personally have been involved with Japan Fest and Japan America Society since 2001 when I moved here. To, to Georgia. And prior to my role at YKK, I worked for the Japanese consulate in, um, in Atlanta. And so I was probably half of my job was working on Japan Fest. So like, I, I know a lot about how that festival is put together and can appreciate what Yoshi's doing right now.
4: And currently, you are uh, also serving uh, on the on the board of the uh, of the JASG, the Japan American Society of Georgia. And beyond Japan Fest, uh, talk a little bit, I, I believe there's a project going on currently that's very near and dear to your heart. Talk a little bit about that.
2: That's right, yeah, so Yoshi just referenced that um, a while ago, and it is definitely the thing I think that we're the most proud of as far as this year that we've been working on. Um, back about 18 months ago, the consulate convened a group of the four you know largest japanese related organizations in georgia so the japan American society the japanese chamber of commerce um the JETRO, which is the japan external trade organization and of course the consulate and the idea was put forth to build a symbol of friendship between japan and the united states and so we got together as a group and we started thinking about well what would that be it could be a garden or it could be a bridge and i'm very involved um through my work with ykk with the carter center because um YKK actually decided on investing in Georgia because um, Jimmy Carter was governor of Georgia at the time, and he it was really his idea to encourage foreign direct investment in the state, and he started pr- pretty much with Japan. And so the founder of YKK was, became very good personal friends with um, with Jimmy Carter, and then all the way through after he became president. So what I've been going to the Carter Center for a long time related to my job um, with YKK, and I've always noticed when you enter into the front door of the Carter Center, Center, there is a bell, Japanese bell, and there's this little tiny plaque next to, next to the bell that explains that this bell was a, came from a temple in Japan and it was gifted to President Carter in 1985 to commemorate the. Um, the founding of the Carter Center. Well it turns out if you read the tiny the tiny writing on that plaque that bell was actually um, was actually given from the temple in Japan is in Hiroshima was given to the Navy during World War II because there was an ordinance that went out throughout Japan 1942 basically every temple in Japan had to give up their bell to melt it down into ammunition so the temple thought their bell was lost it somehow survived the war unbeknownst to the temple survived the war ended up up in England and then ended up in Florida of all places we don't know exactly how all of this happened at which point it was purchased by the Japanese Chamber 1985 and gifted to President Carter it was only after that that they found out that this that this came from this temple in Japan. And so um back then they they went back and they they told the, the temple, guess what? We found your bell. Not only that, President Carter has it. And there was some debate about, well, should we should we return it? You know, President okay. Carter wanted to return it. And that and the town was so thrilled that it was being displayed at the Carter Center as a symbol of peace between Japan and the United States that they said, please keep it. We're going to make a replica bell. And then, President Carter, please come to our town. And when we do the dedication of the replica bell, please come. So he came. And then after that, they started a sister city relationship with with America's Georgia, right next to Plains, where President Carter is from. Continued, um, you know, till today, since 1991. So anyway, we decided um, that this is such a great story. And people do not know this story. And it, it really needs to have a a proper bell tower so that people can come and and they can ring the bell, they can think about the story, they can celebrate the good relationships. And so we've been working for the past 18 months um, with the town in Hiroshima to build a replica of their temple bell tower using traditional Japanese construction methods. We had the carpenters come over from Japan, We shipped all the materials from Japan and it was just completed um, last week week. and uh, the dedication will be held on September 30th at the Carter Center
3: very cool story congratulations that's very neat thanks for doing that Yep. Uh, before we let you go, though, uh, I know there's something else that seems to be close to your heart, and that is for kids to get them to maybe learn a second language at a young age. Yes. And you're part of something that's going on there as well with uh, some schooling.
2: Absolutely. That's another thing I'm very excited about. So I am a founding board member of International Charter Academy of Georgia, which is the first um, public charter school in Georgia that focuses on Japanese-English dual language immersion. So it is through a K-5 school, and the kids spend 50% of the day in Japanese, 50 percent in English. We've got about 30 percent of the kids are from Japan, that school expats kids. And um, it's just amazing to watch the kids, how quickly they can learn a language, but to watch how much empathy that they really develop for people that are different from themselves and can really, you know, through yeah. through exchanging culture and exchanging language.
3: We need more people like you, Jessica. Very (laughs) impressive. Yoshi, she's a keeper.
5: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. We need more of her for sure.
3: For those that would like to find out more about YKK Corporation of America, uh, where can they get that information?
2: Sure. That's our website, ykkamericas.com.
3: Great. Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Well, we're out of time today, Stephen.
4: Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, I'm great glad show. we are it all Fantastic. Our guests for coming. Oh, I, I, we with, need to end the show because I'm a little hungry, a little peckish. I need a little something. If little only food I in have, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we could have, have lasted a, a little bit longer. A little sweet treat.
1: <laughs> Yoshi, Yoshi Brian. Know, Brian
4: Lee. <laughs> when <laughs> we leave today, Brian Lee is going to be He's all like, over you. What have you done?
3: He's like, oh, my God. I hate those two guys. No, Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for putting up with us, by the way. Thank you. Beard Papa's Peachtree Corners. I had never heard of beard poppers before. Am, is that am I out of the norm, or
1: is uh, this something new? It's getting more popular, yeah. you know, by the days, and you know, more um, people visit our store. Uh, from from we first started at um, on 2019, of course, we we just in time for the pandemic. Exactly, what <laughs> well, what was it? Seven months into the business, and then pandemic here. Oh but we survived that and from this year you know uh, the business has been you know just keep uh, keep on climbing and then uh, we see a lot more um, different uh, people like uh, not just Asian of course this this originate from Japan and it's more popular among Asian but we've seen a lot more um, Americans, um, Hispanics, every, every, all kind of um, uh, ethnicity, you know, visit our, our store at the Peachtree Corners. So it's it's getting um, more popular. Yeah. Good. By these. Well,
4: well, let's get some more people going there because I've got a very important question. the 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 place is called Beard Papa's, and it and it's mainly known for having the quote best cream puff in the world before you get to that for those that are listening can you tell me what is a cream puff
1: it's very simple it's it's uh similar to a shoe pastry just basically filled with some delicious um freshly made uh custard cream okay and the custard cream is made from scratch and of course um we use the, the highest quality ingredients, such as the fresh Madagascar uh, vanilla beans. Um, that's that creates the, the signature um, vanilla custard cream. Okay. And then the, the other thing is freshness. Um, we, we truly believe that, you know, anything fresh will taste better. So where where did you get that
4: from I can't imagine yeah. that something's fresh is <laughs> of course of course you want the fresh and and what makes and and you guys do say it's the best best cream puff in the world so the fresh ingredients the unique ingredients to some extent mm-hmm. um, but I I I mean I've had more I've had as you can tell <laughs> I've I've had more than my fair share of cream puffs how different, I mean, is it also in kind of how you create the outer texture? Is, is, you know, what are some of the other elements that make it the best in the world?
1: Yes, the basically the dough, uh, the shell on the outside, the dough itself is made of uh, two different types of doughs, um, one that create the, the harder shell on the outside and one push the inside uh, out so that it creates like a, a hollow space inside the the whole shell that allows us to fill in the the inside with the custard cream
4: okay. yeah more cream equals better cream puff <laughs> Brian would I be correct
3: if I were to compare this maybe to a donut shop where there's different kinds of cream puffs and all different kinds of flavors and
1: so forth when you walk in to choose from oh yes uh, we have um, I think 13 or 14 types of uh, fla- flavored okay. uh, uh, cream puffs, both uh, on the outside. And we have um, three basic uh, flavor filling on the inside, which is the vanilla, uh, the chocolate, and the green tea. And then every month, the, the corporate will have a, a special you know, flavor of the month type of filling that goes into... Or, or the uh, the shell that any customer w- will want to make. And to stick with
4: the to stick with the donut theme, uh, we here in America, you buy a dozen, you buy a half dozen. When it comes to buying cream puffs, is there a is there kind of a standard? You know, give me ten, give me five. Is, is do you guys sell them in certain amounts? Well, it, I mean, I know you'll sell n- as many as you want, <laughs> right? But it, no, it,
1: it's it's by by each uh, cream puffs. Of course, there we, we pack them. Uh, in a box of six or 12, okay. you know.
4: So it is a dozen or half dozen. Yes, uh, yes. And,
1: and,
3: and I'm surprised you haven't asked this question yet, Stephen. The most popular cream puff. I was just about to. I, n- I knew you were going to ask it. it, yeah. So what, what, what's one that, you, if you've never been to Beard Papa's, so yeah, what going do you
4: in, start
1: with? Where do, wh- What's the one that you would highly recommend? Well, I would recommend um, just the original with the vanilla filling inside. Yeah. That way you can actually taste um, the 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 custard cream itself yeah. that's the the jewel of get your baseline going yes. right
4: and then you can start comparing yes. everything to the baseline
1: yeah and then the next thing you can go is the of course the chocolate eclair yeah. on the outside and uh vanilla uh-huh. still vanilla Keep filling going. on yeah. the inside yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. come on give me <laughs> <need> some more <laughs> uh, <laughs> steven's getting all excited
4: <laughs> hang on i gotta get some water <laughs> my mouth is drooling <laughs> okay so uh so i was going to ask this uh you you mentioned green tea which I believe is one of the flavors. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as someone who is as uh, as non, well, how would I say this? As someone who is as Caucasian as can possibly be, that's me. Okay, yeah. and I think sometimes when you hear beard papas and and there's and it's a Japanese company that that you you've opened the franchise here, I think sometimes I go, well, wait, okay, so. How, how different is it going to be? Or and and I like that it's it starts with a vanilla cream custard and 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 cream puffs are cream puffs and it's and you got chocolate, you got vanilla. Is there anything that is that you would say? And and green tea, I would say, is is kind of a Japanese culture. Are there other Japanese culture things that I might be able to try in a cream puff? Because I wouldn't imagine that.
1: Um, green tea, of course, definitely. That's uh, one of them. Um, what else? The, the um. I've stumped him. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, what
4: else? Because you do vanilla, you do chocolate, you do, uh, and you do, and you have like chocolate éclair. So, so that's very much kind of. I think the first top, first time history. there, just get one of everything. That's what I was. That's because, because you said I was, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, different twelve or thirteen, kinds. Or 13 every like day are available. Yes, yes, really. Yes. Okay, well then, that's what you do. You get your dozen and get
1: one of each, right? That's a lot of, uh, well, the, fir- the first timer will always uh, try two to three. Yeah, okay. And then they're well, like, s- whoa. See, you see, go, see how excited get
3: Steven gets when it comes to, to food. To I
5: know you can never just have one, right? But my my son's favorite is cookies and cream. Oh, um, oh. and then also I think mango is some of the I guess the, the flavor of the month. So some yeah. really kind of unique
1: flavors that they have I too. Like but that. right
3: now would be a good time to ask exactly where you're located. People are listening, going, "I want to go there." Where, where are exactly what are your, is your store located?
1: It, yeah, we're located at um, Peachtree Corners inside the um, the new town center, the Peachtree Corner Town Center. Okay. Yeah.
3: And is, are there other Beard Papas out there, or is this the first?
4: Uh, by, by the way, it's beard, not beer, because I was I th- saying it's beer yeah. and a cream puff. That, <laughs> yeah, I'm now, saying, now beard. we got something. I'm saying beard. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't quite hear it. All right. Are there other locations here in Atlanta? So,
1: yeah, we, we are the, the first one in the Southeast, and then not too long after we opened, a um, uh, second Beard Papa opened up in Sandy Spring. Of course, uh, uh, these are independently owned uh, franchisees. And then we're gonna have our second store just around the corner of uh, Steve Reynolds. Oh, now he's teasing yes. us.
4: <laughs> Give me that address exactly, and what, what's the opening date? <laughs> I think Business Radio X needs to do a uh, remote there for the grand over there.
3: There you go, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I, I'll take care I'm, of that. I've gotta ask the question. The, the, the other guest explained the meaning of the, the name of the company, Beard Pappas. It seems like a different name for a place that sells what you sell. Where did that name come from?
1: Ah, uh, it's just the, the
4: creator of me. He hasn't gotten that yet. Does every franchisee have to have a beard as you do? Because you're sporting a, a good one there. No, they don't. Okay. All right. All right. Just, just checking. We get to the bottom of the really important issues.
3: I'd like to be in on that, that, that meeting when they say, hey, let's start a business with cream puffs. We're going to sell cream puffs. What do we call it? Beard Papa. Beard Papas. Yeah. yeah that's the Sounds name. like
4: that name might have come after a night of vision and planning and some beer. And so they said, well, we can't put beer, so how about beer, duh, maybe. Maybe that was it. <laughs> we'll, I don't know. we'll go with it. We'll, we'll come up with uh, Brian, do you have a website as well?
1: Um, just beerpapa.com, um, and you can follow us on uh, Beer Papa at Petri Corners, off, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. You're on Instagram? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Great.
3: Well, well, congratulations. I know you're looking to, uh, opening new stores, so continued success with you. Thank you, and thank we look you. forward to being at your grand opening around the corner on Steve Reynolds.
4: <laughs> yes, thank which you. Which I will be at.
3: <laughs> oh, I do want to ask you one last thing because I uh, obviously you're here because of Japan Fest. Your association with Japan Fest. Why you felt it was important for your company to be a part of Japan Fest?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Uh, since this is from Japan, and w- when we first opened in, in 2019, um, Japan uh, Japanese Association, you know saw us and approached us and say hey we have this uh, japan fest uh in what was it back then in september right mm. and then they they say hey you guys want to join we were like yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> don't have to ask twice well beard but papa
5: is a cultural phenomenon in japan it's like every train station like every like oh, you really know, like, um like street like in tokyo and osaka and large cities there are beers Papa's everywhere. So when you know we found out that there was a beer Papa here in Georgia, the Japanese community was so excited. So we we had to kind of you know you <laughs> know reach out to Brian and and his team and get so, them to be part of Japan Fest.
4: So the South has Krispy Kreme, and now Japan has brought us beer Papa. Papa's, Yeah, great. I'm, I'm in. Great I'm stuff.
5: In. Well,
3: well, Yoshi, great guests and great partners, obviously. Um, let's get to the most important question for those that would like to find out more about Japan Fest and really get tickets. Uh, you said how many come every year?
5: We have 20, 25,000 wow. people come out each year, um, and then yeah, this is the first festival in person in two years. So I, I think you know we're gonna really set a attendance I mean, break record. Break some uh, records, so, yeah. Come early and
3: what do tickets look like? Do you get two day tickets, one day tickets? How does that work?
5: Yeah, we have all sorts of tickets. Uh, so tickets are fifteen dollars per person, um, but then we do have two day tickets too because it's you know really difficult and a, a very kind of big challenge to see everything all in one day. So you know we certainly encourage everyone to come for both days, uh, as some performers and you know, to perform only on one day, and then uh, you know. Uh, we have all sorts of workshops and exhibits and all different kinds of activities that, you know, it's really hard for everyone to kind of join just one day. So, and,
4: and everything is contained at the gas South convention center, uh, right off Sugarloaf Parkway. And, and so you can see everything there. Right? Yeah, exactly.
5: Just, just uh, a yeah. one stop shop for, um, if you can't go to Japan, you know, this is the next best thing. i uh, just park at the gas South district. The, the new parking decks was uh very convenient now yeah. you know, and everything is covered. And you just kind of walk on in and they didn't have you parking decks
3: last time you That's had right, Japan yes. fest. So now you've got, more parking so it is very it's very easy to get in and out which is amazing as if well if you live
4: in georgia i liked his tagline there by the way don't don't gloss over that if you live in georgia and you can't get to japan this is the next best thing I like that. Japan Fest.
3: Where can people buy the tickets? Do they go to your Japan Fest website or are there other outlets where they can get tickets?
4: Yeah,
5: the, the best way is going to our website directly uh, www.japanfest.org. Yeah, japanfest.org has um, all sorts of information. You can purchase tickets there, uh, ticket packages for groups uh, or you know corporate uh, sponsors if they want to kind of still join and support our, our cause. But um, uh, all the, the festival guest lineups, um, performances, uh, all the food vendors, including Beer Papa's. Uh, all the sponsors are listed so uh, it's a, a great uh, place to just kind of learn all about the festival uh, but this year we have a lot of guest performers uh, they've been waiting two years to come out uh, <laughs> right so we have Matsuriza the, the big uh, Japanese taiko drum group uh, that come every year uh, they've been coming for 30 plus years uh, but they've they Regularly perform at uh, uh, Walt Disney Epcot Center, um, so they'll be coming out again this year. Uh, we have Motoko the Rakugo uh, storyteller. Uh, we'll be talking about some ghost stories and Japanese folk tales. Candy Miyuki, she's going to be making Japanese candy on site uh, for the for the kids. Um, so that'll be really interesting to see how ju- Japanese candy is made. Just the kids, not for the adults. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe you for for you, any. Mike and uh, Steven <laughs> uh, you, you guys definitely maybe with your beard, Papa shoe creams. Maybe you can uh, have that. Junko Fujiyama we'll be playing some. J-pop we have Kyle and Sue playing the shamisen which is a Japanese kind of guitar uh, banjo uh samurai soul soul uh will be kind of doing some Japanese uh Kind of samurai theater. Uh, Yuoka will also be playing the shamisen, and then we also have Mariko Iwasa, who is uh, used to be with the Ringling Brothers. She was the uh, the only Japanese um, kind of street performer that was yeah. part of the circus, uh, mm-hmm. but she'll be coming out to do a lot of things. And then uh, our, our kind of big guest performer this year is uh, a Kagura performer. Uh, Kagura is a very traditional Japanese kind of art form, Japanese dance. Um, and this form of Kagura uh, will have Japanese dancers inside this very intricate, um, kind of, uh, serpents, um, uh, it's made out of bamboo and all sorts of Japanese kind of, kind of wicker. And, um, uh, the, the dancers will be in the serpents and doing a kind of a, a dance to kind of really celebrate Japanese culture, uh, to, uh, get blessing from the gods right. to, to, you know, really celebrate kind of Japan. So, so yeah.
3: whenever you show up, there is stuff going on for sure. You're going to be entertained. Oh yeah. Do you recommend people buying tickets in advance? I mean, I assume you can still buy them at the ticket windows maybe the day of, or do you do you save money if you buy them in advance?
5: Exactly, yeah, definitely go online in advance. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit cheaper to do so. And you uh, probably so avoid the lines. Exactly, uh, so it's uh, a lot quicker to get into the festival. There's always long lines. Uh, kind of We've alleviated kind of, uh, kind of those traffic issues um, with the new convention center uh, kind of layout. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you have advanced tickets, which is a little bit cheaper, uh, it's a lot easier to go into the festival and kind of start uh, enjoying the day uh, right away. So, um, but yeah, japanfest.org, everything's all right there.
3: Japanfest.org. Yoshi DeMoto, the executive director of the Japan America Society of Georgia. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Congratulations on how big this thing is. It gets bigger every year. I can't wait. I know my family can't wait. So thank you for joining us, and thanks for bringing your, your three closest friends as well. Thank
5: you. Let's do it again soon.
3: Again, uh, thanks to Yoshi. Thanks to Brian Lee with uh, Beard Papa's Peachtree Corners, Jessica Cork with YKK Corporation of America, and Chris Miller with uh, Hoshizaki America Incorporated.
4: Mike, I thought you were going to tie it all together that if they go to Japan Fest, all the things Yoshi talked about are great, but they'll also have the best ice they could ever get. And if their zipper breaks, it can be repaired and great cream puffs.
3: Look for the penguin, by the way.
4: Yes. And before uh, Mike closed out the show, I do want to remind everybody that love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com. Join their family today or come in and see the difference if you're already a Subaruist. Make sure you check out their Facebook page and other social media pages for all the latest news, offers, and community events. And a Seinfeld reference, no cream puffs for you. uh, That is not true. There are plenty of cream puffs for me (laughs) at Beard Papa's, which is where I'm going
3: today. There you go. I want to thank Harper Labelle for running the board and uh, helping everything behind the scenes for us. Thank you, Harper. Uh, For all our guests, for Steve and I, Mike, we'll see you next time right here on Gwinnett Business Radio.